too late. Good morning. So it's a little different today, okay? And we are uh, stepping back from our study on James for the morning uh, because we want to share something with the church today uh, that's a little bit different. And, and that is, we're, this is a, a week that we had marked out uh, for Nathan and uh, Jenny Bills to share with us about their mission, uh, upcoming mission to Ghana. Um, which is a really beautiful and neat thing, and they're going to be leaving uh, sometime late in the summer, I guess, uh, to go to Ghana, which is in West Africa. And so during our class time today, we're going to talk about that, because Cedar Lane has agreed uh, to be their sending church, okay, uh, support them in some way, but also to just kind of provide that kind of uh, prayer and encouragement that comes with being a sending congregation for a, a missionary effort. Uh, and so we wanted to go ahead and let uh, the church know what that's going to look like and what that uh, mission is going to be about. And so our class time today is really going to be about Nathan and Jenny sharing with us um, what, what all that's going to look like. Okay. Now, in a lot of ways, uh, that's, that's a good, it's good for us to think and to put focus on what, the, what it is that they're doing. And what it's going to be like for us to be partners in that work, okay? But it's also good for us, time to time, to come back uh, and to think about what it means for all of us to participate in the mission of God. And to think about what, what it is that we're doing. Not just uh, in the ways that we participate in Ghana, uh, but what's going down here in Tullahoma too. Because mission really is... Uh, it's at the heart of who we are, and in a large way, what we're celebrating with them, what we're joining with them in, is just, it's, in a lot of ways, it's the natural turn for you guys in your life. Um, and it, it's, it's somewhat happened within the story of this church, too, right? I mean, it's kind of been part of your growth and maturity um, here. It's of no accident, I think, that about the time that you guys were thinking about what were you going to do next and what was going to hold? The whole church here this last summer, right? The whole church here was involved in a study. Anybody remember what we were studying last summer? Anybody remember? We're studying the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you, there's a formula there, right? Okay, you're thinking about what you're going to do with your life and what the next step is for you in participating in mission. And then you're also studying about the Holy Spirit. Why well, something's going to happen, right? Something's going to happen. And for you guys, that was that discernment that this next leg is going to take you over to, to Ghana, right? Yeah. Well, that, that, <clears throat> we were going to let Stephen just talk this morning, but then he needed me as backup, so we decided to, to, to co-teach in case his voice gives out. <laughs> Let's go. <clears throat> um, what does it mean to be sent? That's something I've been thinking about recently. Uh, Cedar Lane... Also central in Little Rock, who this church has partnered with, uh, with Jeremy and Katie Daggett. They are part of our sending churches. We were in Durham, North Carolina last weekend um, with a church there that has partnered with us that we were a part of when we were there for four years. <clears throat> Stephen's right. It is no accident uh, that we've come to this decision as a family to go to Accra, and we'll, in class time, we'll, we'll talk about more about how that journey took place and why this place and why now, 
what is it about Accra and, and, and uh, the work there in Ghana. But stepping back, I, I can't help but think it's, it, it is providential. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. I remember growing up at, at Bel Air in those gold pews. They were, they were gold, weren't they? Yeah, beautiful gold colors that was perfect in the 60s. Um, listening to uh, Dell and Imogene McAnulty. Uh, Dell stand up and talk about the work in Romania. Uh, listening to Les and Lupi. Less stand up in, in service and talk about the work in Papua New Guinea and hearing about the work in um, the Caribbean and going for a week when I was uh, you know, a teenager participating in that. Uh, thinking about those events and what, is it, what does it mean to be sent by a, by a church and, and now participating in that and, and being a uh, more, more involved in that, being the, the one who is, is sent. But as I thought about this morning and a word for the church, uh, foreign missions does not exhaust the sentness of God, does not exhaust what it means to be sent. And uh, part of this is a shift that's happened just in the last, really, 10 to 15 years in, in, in our language and in language more broadly, it's a shift from missions to the mission mm. and the church as being a part of the mission of God, uh, a shift from church as sender to church as sent. And you've reflected on that. I know you've certainly mm. preached on that, but you've sure. reflected on that. We've heard it from the pulpit. Yeah, and, and part of that is the shift from thinking about missions as one tiny subset of something yeah. that the church does, some like, like page 34 in the, in, the, in the plan, you know, to being something that's really at the core of who we are. It's not like an extracurricular activity of the church. It is the life of the church, part of our identity and, and core of, in who we are as a people of God is that God has... Play, uh, called us into his mission and called us into what God is at work doing in, in, in the world, you know. And God isn't just at work in places like the Caribbean or Romania or, uh, or Peru. Uh, God is at work here in our community. And a lot of our thinking here has been, what does it mean to join with what God is doing? And that means making disciples. It means, you know, converting people to becoming disciples of Jesus. But it also means helping transform the city to being what God would have it to be, you know, to being it. And that's not just a side mission. That's not like missions is not something that we just send the youth group to go do one week out of the year when you go to Memphis, okay? It's something that we are all the time. And all of us, we all participate in the mission of God. Uh, this idea of being sent we think about God as the sender. We think about what it means for us to be senders sometime in our relationship with missionaries. Okay, But we also think about our identity as people who are sent ourselves. We are sent to do God's work in the world. That's part of what God has done in calling the church together. And, and, and that's, yeah. that's, that's not just a side. That's not like that just comes up in Matthew 28. No, that's right. God's got a history of, 
of sending. You think of the creation story. God creates this good and, uh, you know, a very good world. And he tells Adam and Eve, the original couple, he says, go, fill the earth. That's, that's ascending. And, of course, the story doesn't go too terribly well, and God ends up with Abraham. He calls Abraham and tells Abraham, go. Go to the land that I will show you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. You're going to be a blessing. We go, go forward on in the story. We're in, we're in Egypt, and he calls Moses. He says, Moses, go. I'm going to send you to Egypt. And in Israel in Egypt, he, he sends them to the promised land. God is, in the story of Scripture, God is continually sending, sending, sending. Even the exile where Israel as a, as a nation goes into Babylon for, for their sins. Jeremiah says that God has sent you into exile. Even the exile itself is something of a, of a, of a sending. Our text this morning, John 1, we get a picture that the sending is not just something that God does, but it's actually something very much in terms of who God is. Mm. That God is within the very life of God, the, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. He is, he is a sender, and He sends the Word he sends the word out, and the word is, is bringing life. He's bringing light. And later on in the book of John, Jesus says, I've got to go away so that I can send the Holy Spirit. So even in the, in the very heart, life of God, we see that, that God is about sending. I love this passage at the end of John. So we read... Uh, John 1, but if you go to the end of John, after his resurrection, John 20, round about verse 21, the disciples are in a locked room and Jesus shows up and he says, peace be with you. He tells them actually twice, peace be with you. And there, then there's the line, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. We ourselves, disciples, are sent like Jesus was. Our participation in the life of God, what it means to be Christian, is to be sent. Wherever you are, you are sent. A lot of people talk about having Jesus as their Lord and Savior. John makes it very clear that we have Jesus as our Lord and sender. You are sent if you are a Christian. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Which calls us to think about, and this is the question that is always before the church of Jesus. What is it that Jesus was sent to do? Because if Jesus says, just like I was sent, so I'm sending you. Yeah. If Jesus is saying, just like I have a mission in the world, so I'm calling you to be a part of that mission in the world. Then the question that is always in front of us is, 
what, are, what is God trying to do here? What is it that God is trying to do and to bring about in the world? Because I'm, I'm not Jesus. Right. And I don't quite have the same mission of Jesus, or, or do I? Well, it, it, it's a joining in of that, yes. right? And certainly there are going to be differences in, the, in, the, in some of the nuances of what Jesus accomplished and what you accomplished, right? But there is a place where you have to understand at least the big picture of what God wants, yeah. you know, at least to some degree. Does that mean you know everything that's in the mind of God? Absolutely not, okay? But we should all have a sense of what it is that God is trying to do in the world, right? What God is trying to bring about. You know, in John, Jesus is kind of an unusual missionary in some ways. He, uh, he doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, construct, uh, you know, a big a, a place, where, a, a church or something like that in John. He doesn't start a new synagogue or something like that. But in John, instead, what we see is Jesus kind of just showing up in all of the different places of life. Um, and that means that, like, at the beginning, he, he does find himself in kind of this religious context. John the Baptist is uh, gathering the, a, a group of disciples. And we see Jesus first as kind of being kind of milling around the outside edge of that in some ways, I, I, I feel like. He's kind, of the, he's kind of an onlooker into this other uh, spiritual movement that's happening. And from that, uh, John ends up kind of pointing out to him, oh, you know, there's, there's something else going on, right? And the Holy Spirit begins to work and, and reveal not just to John, but to some other, uh, some other people that they should actually be disciples of Jesus, okay? And and that starts like in the most simple way. Jesus, they, they come up and they say, hey, where are you staying? And Jesus says, says, well, come see. just come and see. Come and find out. And he's very, it, it seems so much more casual than some of the other uh, uh, accounts of disciples being made. But then you see like Jesus just showing up in places like he's at a wedding. He just goes to a wedding and he's not... He's not even the preacher doing the wedding. No, he's there to party. It <laughs> yeah, he's just, like. he's just there. He's just hanging out at the reception, you know, waiting for the dances to start. And, uh, and that's where part of the work is too. Or in another place where uh, Jesus is on his way to a, he's, he's just going to go be a, 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 a festival goer. Right, yeah. and on the way there, he crosses through a city square, basically a city park, and there are a bunch of people who are who are there who are sick, and he ends up having this moment of healing for a man, or he's just on his way somewhere else, and he encounters a blind man in chapter nine, or he goes to see he's, he goes into a town and he just takes a break and he sits at a well where somebody else happens to be getting some water. The the mission was, happens in all these places. Yeah, right? I was doing a little research. Jesus, in terms of the radius of Jesus's ministry, I don't think it was any more than a hundred miles. That's Jesus, amazing. Jesus never, he never left. He never went farther than a hundred miles from his from from his center point. I, you know, I got to think. You know that that. I mean, I'm talking about going to Africa, uh, which is more than 100 miles. But, but Jesus' sentness, mm. his ministry, happened right where he was born and where he grew up. And there, there's a word there for, for the church. It yeah. happens in that nitty-gritty of life where, where we are yeah. here now. But it's not, it's, it, in other words, the distinction of being a missionary isn't necessarily the place you go to. Yeah. It's what you're doing. While you're there. It's what you do while you're there. 
In John chapter 10, there's a word for yeah. how Jesus describes what it is that he's actually there to do. And this is a very famous verse in John 10, verse 10. And most of us know the second half of that uh, that says, I've come that they might have life and have it abundantly or have it to the full, or in some way, the translation. Okay? The first half of that verse, though, kind of tells you why that mission is important. Jesus talks about all these other people that have been leaders. Okay, however you want to frame that. And he says, he calls them thieves. And so the first part of chapter 10, verse 10 says, The thief comes to kill and to steal and to destroy. To steal, to kill, and destroy. Okay? There is theft and murder and destruction all around in the world. Everywhere, right? There are forces, and this is important if we're going to understand the mission of God. There are forces in God's good creation that are trying to to corrupt that creation by spilling blood, by seizing what they can have, and trying to possess for themselves. And they're bent on on being greed and, and, and claiming for themselves what they can. And then there are forces that are bent on just destruction they have no love for creation they have no love for their fellow man they have no love for their communities and what they're trying to do is they're just trying to do for themselves as much as they can and in their wake lies rubble everything's destroyed and everything gets torn down there is a thief there are thieves all around and they steal and they kill and they destroy and it's in that context that jesus says You know, the thieves are there, but I have come so that the people may have life. And so into the wedding scene and into the city park and into his journey on the road or into the place at the well at the city square, in all of those places, what is Jesus doing? He's not stealing and he's not killing. He's not destroying. He's giving life. Life and he's helping people who are there and who are alive, like they have air pumping through their lungs. He's helping to understand what it means to really be alive, and that's what Jesus is doing in you, and that's what Jesus wants to do through you, too. You know, I and, and I'm interrupting, but this verse as a young as a young man opened my eyes that Jesus is about life. Now, we all have John 3.16 memorized. God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him will have eternal life. And I'd always thought growing up, that's, that's talking about heaven, right? That's what that's talking about. No. In John, life that Jesus brings is about here, now. Now, it doesn't exclude life beyond, but if we follow Jesus in his ministry and we understand what Jesus is doing is giving signs of life, is bringing life, that's, that's, that's what his ministry involves and that's what he calls us into as well. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Go be life givers. Go be signs of life wherever you are. At a wedding, 
the city park, in your vocation, at home. That's the place where God promises to bring eternal life through Jesus. Have you ever had a plant? Now, you and your other part of vocation, you've been a good farmer here, okay? And I know you yes, deal with the livestock. Not plants. Huh? More cows. Yeah, not plants. But okay, so uh, you ever had a plant that came to you somehow, and that th or, or like it got kind of ignored, and it kind of went, it kind of just started shriveling up and dying? Anybody ever had a plant like that? Yeah, yeah some of you guys are thinking like over and over again, right? And then if you... Sometimes, sometimes it's just done, <laughs> okay? Plant murderer. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, though, you can take that plant that started to shrivel up and started to lose its life, and if you start to just take care of it and pay attention to it, and you give it a little water, put it in the sun, and give it a little water, and give it a little water every day, and it starts to come back to life. Has anybody ever, ever seen that before? Yeah, right? You know that. Hey, you know what? That idea of like a dead plant coming back to life, having its life given back to it as it's watered day after day, I think that's what God is doing to creation. In Jesus, and then through Jesus' people, God has called us to go be caretakers of the world. Okay, To go attend to the daily work of giving just a little bit of water, just a little bit of water, just a little bit of water. To be a Christian is to be sent as the father sends jesus jesus sends the spirit and both the the god the god we serve sends you sends us take us back to chapter 21 jesus comes to the disciples after the resurrection and he says peace peace be upon you as the Father has sent me, so I send you. Jesus gives us peace. We are receivers of Jesus' peace. But we all are also assigned, given the task, to be those who seek to give Jesus' peace as well. We give it. You know, the next thing that Jesus does after he says, as the Father who sends me, so I am sending you, says, John says, then he breathed the Holy Spirit on the disciples. We go with the same power that Jesus himself had. The breath of God. The Spirit's power. So we go as receivers and givers of peace, but we don't go with our own power or under our own authority. We go because... We have the Spirit of God in us. And then finally, sentness. To know that you're sent is the key to stayness. Here's what I mean. Those who are... <clears throat> I was talking to my older brother, who's, as many of you know, is a preacher down in Dallas some years ago. Particularly rough season of his ministry life. He was going through all the turmoil and stuff that was down. And he made the comment, you know, if I didn't feel called to come here, I'd be out of here. <clears throat> Pat was sent. He felt a, scent, a sense of sentness. And that's what then kept him where he was. And it's no different for me. 
And it's no different from you. Because Jesus says life is going to get tough. He tells his disciples, the world hated me. Guess what it's going to do with you? But know this, that if we are sent, if we understand that we too are a part of the mission, that we have, we have both the spirit, but this, this vocation of sentness, well then that will be key to us staying put wherever we are, our yeah. stayness. Yeah. So, again, we, we're going to spend this time in the classes. Our adult classes are going to stay in here uh, during class time. And we're going to hear more about that specific mission that you guys are, are joining in. But again, it's, mission is something that is for all of us. It's not just that... Um, Christians kind of receive their invitation to come be disciples and then maybe sometime down the road Jesus will like see how they're doing and then decide well you've done pretty good so far so missionary right rather the call to mission is Jesus's call to be a disciple mm -hmm. it's the same call there's just the one call and when Jesus calls Paul, he says, You're, I, from the very beginning, like the first interaction Jesus has with Paul of, uh, Paul of Tarsus is, you are going to be a missionary. Right? That's the very first thing. I'm going to use you to, shed my, to show my light to the Gentiles. From the first day. Yeah? And that's the way it is with all of us. Jesus tells us, come, join my work. Be a part of my mission. Be a part of what I'm doing to bring life to the world. And I know that in many places here, uh, I see disciples doing just that. I see uh, teachers who go in week after week and pour their lives and their hearts into their students so that their kids feel loved. Right? And I see, I've seen in our midst, some healthcare workers. I've seen uh, some doctors who receive their patients and know that their job is not just to make sure that they get a prescription right or something like that, but their job is to make sure that they care and they love the person that is coming to be seen. And I know we have people here, I talked to somebody that worked out at the base, okay? And they said that after they worked there for several years, they found that people came into their office and just kind of started telling them some stuff that they were struggling with sometimes. And they found that they had words that kind of encouraged them along the way. This, too, is the mission of God. And when Jesus calls us to come and join him, to learn from him and to learn the things that he wants us to do, he's saying, come, be a part of my work in the world. Today, is, uh, as normal, our, our custom is to have an invitation song. And I want to say that it's, the invitation is open to everyone to come and to join in Jesus' mission. To come and say, I, I believe that Jesus is the Lord and the Savior and the sender. And I want to join in his mission wherever it takes me. This last week, uh, Bobby Nichols, uh, the little Bobby Nichols, <laughs> Bobby Nichols the younger, has, uh, has said that uh, he wants to come and to join Jesus' work in the world and to be one of his disciples. And Bobby, that means to join Jesus in his mission in the world too. That means to be a part of that. Bobby's decided he's ready to be a disciple and to be baptized, uh, to, to put his name among those who are Jesus' people. 
And that's a beautiful thing. And that's going to happen today. And that's the invitation that is open to everyone. Not just come and receive what Jesus offers, but come, receive what Jesus offers, and join in his work and sharing it with the rest of the world too. If that invitation calls you this morning, you're welcome to respond while we stand and sing together. We 